Are you an adult with dyslexia? Are you longing for more in your life than the constant, relentless push and pull on your emotions that dyslexia brings? What about those physical demands that require you to constantly shift gears, to rethink? Can I do this? Well, your host, Hope Bill, understands. Diagnosed as an adult, she often believed she wasn't good enough. Fear and shame were her constant companion. Until she met Christ, then everything changed. This podcast is devoted to encouraging and inspiring adults with dyslexia to make more room in their life for Christ. You will hear biblical truths that will uplift and challenge you to find a place for dyslexia in your life and to let Christ take center stage of your life. Hello and welcome back to Make Room for More podcast. This is the second episode on grieving. The first episode was on denial, and today we will talk about anxiety as we continue to break down the different stages of grief when we have a disability and how we can learn and grow as Christians. Webster's New World Dictionary defines grief as an intense emotional suffering caused by loss, disaster, misfortune, acute sorrow, and or deep sadness. Grief is the emotion and feeling we experience when we are informed of a loss, such as a diagnosis. I will start off again by listing the stages of grief by Dr. Kenneth Moses. So here we go. They are denial, anxiety, anger, guilt, fear, adjustment, and the reoccurring cycle of grief. I am devoting an episode to each stage, and they can actually stand alone because sometimes we're all over the place. We will also learn that as we recycle through the grief process, it doesn't mean if we are passing through another stage, we will never go back through a prior stage again. Hopefully, we will have learned something from that stage that helps us as we enter into another stage. As I shared before, when it appears that we are re-entering a stage of grief that we have experienced before, it doesn't mean we haven't grown. I like to think of it this way. God knows when we are ready to go deeper into a certain stage. And that is why he brings us back through a stage sometimes so that we can take a deeper look at it. I hope this makes sense. If not, I think as we talk, it will become clearer. Because I used to feel really bad when I may experience some anxiety and I thought I had dealt with anxiety. Why am I experiencing anxiety? And then when I started talking to the Lord about it, I noticed that he was helping me take a deeper look at anxiety than I had before. And that helped me to start relaxing and not stressing over what I was thinking and feeling as if I was failing. So let's talk about anxiety. U.S. National Library of Medicine called Medline Plus defines that anxiety is a feeling of fear, dread, and uneasiness. It might cause us to sweat, feel restless, intense, and have rapid heartbeat. For example, you may be fearful when you are asked to read aloud and you come across a word you haven't seen before or you have forgotten how to pronounce it. Adults with dyslexia can still experience anxiety because we may see dyslexia as an obstacle in our way, preventing us from accomplishing things in life. Also, adults with dyslexia can have feelings of inadequacy. 
that often pervades our thoughts, for example. And I shared this before on a different podcast, so if you remember as you're listening, please bear with me. I remember the day I received the call letting me know that I was being offered the job that I had prayed for. I knew that it was God's will that I take the job, so I accepted it without hesitation. Now, leaving my old job wasn't difficult because I knew it was time to move on. I did, however, truly miss the people that I worked with, and I still do, and some of them I still have contact with. Now, several months into my new job, I dreaded going to work. The emotional stress I was under stemmed from the job's demand that I do a lot of writing. I think if God had told me how much writing would be required, it might have taken him a lot longer to get me to take the position. I constantly felt under pressure to perform well in the same area of my disability. In all the years I have been dealing with my learning disability, I don't remember feeling such failure. There were days I sat at my computer almost paralyzed with fear. What kept me sane was that I had no doubt in my mind that God wanted me there. I kept asking God, why is this happening to me? What am I doing wrong? You see, I had given place to fear and anxious thoughts. And the influence it had over me was overwhelming. It wasn't until I remember why God lets us fail. He is doing a more significant work inside. And failure has a way, I'll tell you, of bringing self up to the surface like nothing else. The Bible provides many examples of people that failed. The story of Joshua, defeat at Ahai comes to mind. If you remember soon after the fall of Jericho, Joshua determined to attack Ai. It makes sense. I'm sure they have this plan they got going on and they're moving in a certain direction and they've just defeated Jericho. So why not move on to Ai? Why stop? Why why not keep going? Ai was a small town, much smaller than Jericho, and it was only a few miles further. Joshua sent spies that brought back a report that they really only needed a few men to Accomplish the task. Made sense. I want to read a quote to you from the book called From Eternity Past. It was written by Elton White, and the page is 350. She says, The great victory that God had gained for them had made the Israelites self confident. They failed to realize that divine help alone could give them success. Even Joshua laid plans for the conquest of Ahai without seeking counsel from God. The Israelites had begun to look with contempt upon their foes. An easy victory was expected and 3,000 men were thought sufficient to take the palace. These advanced nearly to the gate of the city only to encounter determined resistance. Panic-stricken at the numbers and thorough preparation of their enemy, they fled in confusion down the steep descent. The Canaanites chased them from the gate and smote them in the going down. Though the losses were small to number, 36 Israelites died that day. The defeat was disheartening. The hearts of the people melted and became as water. That's amazing. That's amazing. That is what it looks like. That's what it looks like when we make plans for our God. 
And what this reminded me of was that I had brought my own self-confidence to the job. I stopped paying attention to details. And once again, I started down that slippery slope of condemnation. I saw failure in everything. I did. My anxiety was so high one day, I was sure I was having a panic attack. I knew something had to change. It wasn't the job or what was happening or what appeared to be an impossible task. It was what I was telling myself about the job. With my confidence gone, God had my attention. And now he could provide me with the courage, strength, and grace needed to do the job. What an amazing God we serve. I hope now you have a better picture of anxiety and how our disability can sometimes wrap itself around it. But there's always good news. And this is a section of my little chat with you called Keep Moving Forward. You may think it's odd or out of place to start your day with God by praising Him when your anxious thoughts is hurting and your emotions are all over the place. What you will find is that praise to God has an interesting impact, especially if you praise Him when it does not make sense to do so. It causes the atmosphere around you to become calm and still. It causes your thoughts and feelings to come into harmony with each other. And because even though your world appears to be falling apart, praise causes your perspective to change. To help you keep moving forward as you address your anxiety, I'm going to leave you with three texts of scripture I highly recommend that you read daily. The first one comes from Second Chronicles 20, verses 22 through 30. The second one is Psalms 28, verse 7. And the last one is Psalms 42, verse 5. And it says, Why art you cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted in me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. I hope what we have shared today is a blessing to you. Please remember, don't grieve alone. Find a trusted friend, pastor, or counselor to speak with because grief left unchecked can cause some serious problems. So please, please, if you are grieving, if you're really, really struggling, please find someone to talk to. The next episode will be dedicated to the stage called Anger. You don't want to miss it, so stay tuned. There will be more. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Making Room for More. This podcast is dedicated to encouraging and inspiring adults with dyslexia to making more room for Christ in their life today.